it is my, my privilege uh, to introduce uh, the ambassador of Yemen to the United States, uh, uh, Dr. Ahmed Awad uh, bin Mubarak. Um, and I ask that you try to uh, project yourselves as much as humanly, psychologically possible into the shoes, souls, situation of uh, an, any ambassador of Yemen uh, to really uh, any country. Uh, the country has been uh, involved in a civil war for the last uh, several years. It doesn't look as though it will, will end by the uh, uh, completion of this uh, conference, uh, but there's a, a momentum, a haraka uh, in that uh, direction. This individual has had a central role in the international components uh, of the effort to end that conflict, and not just the international uh, aspects, but the domestic ones. And so uh, just hear me out for three or four sentences on the latter. Um, he's been the uh, chief of the uh, presidential office of presidential uh, affairs of uh, Yemen's last legitimately elected uh, president. He uh, most importantly uh, gained the trust and confidence of innumerable factions, forces, phenomena in Yemen. Uh, to have a national dialogue uh, conference. Every single f political faction, ideological group, school of thought, and different political tenet uh, came uh, to that conference, uh, was adequately uh, represented. Uh, ask yourself, if you're an American during the United States Civil War 150 years ago, how would you have determined who would come to a conference to end uh, America's civil war while the war was still being raged and waged there. Uh, I think it would be beyond most of us, it would be beyond me, uh, but this is what this individual was tasked to do. And we're not talking about a couple dozen, we're talking about more than 560 uh, registrants, attendees, participants, representatives in that con uh, conference. And what was that Congress conference supposed to do? Uh, it was supposed to uh, diligently work and leave no stone unturned in ending uh, the Civil War. Uh, secondly, it was to try to uh, reach an agreement on the what would be the reconfiguration of uh, Yemen's governmental structure and its system of uh, political uh, dynamics there. And on top of which, seeing the end in sight, and we'll have another speaker uh, from Yemen on Yemen uh, later today, uh, how would humanitarian assistance uh, reach Yemen? Uh, through what means and to what degree and with regard to what timing and with regard to what leaders and deputy leaders uh, with so many stakeholders in uh, the future and the present uh, of Yemen. This is the individual who was tasked uh, to handle those kinds of responsibilities. Um, we Americans uh, have not been accused of having a surplus of empathy, um, but here is a case where let's make the effort and uh, certainly, uh, I'm going out on a limb and saying, I believe it's not an unfair stereotype to say that more Arabs are effective in empathy 
as it pertains to the United States, then are Americans empathetic pertaining to any Arab country, any Middle Eastern country, any Islamic country. And the, the, the United States, given what it is, what it has been, what it is yet to become, and all of its power, might, and influence, um, it is understandable if the United States is on the radar screen of every Arab foreign relations leader. But the reverse is not the case. Uh, and here's a ch chance to try to remedy that. However partially and uh, marginally, maybe ineffectively, but the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And we have the ambassador of Yemen this morning to help us in that regard, Ambassador Mubarak. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Excellencies, distinguished guests, dear friends and colleagues, ladies and gentlemen. It's my honor to address to you on behalf of my country, the Republic of Yemen. Allow me at the outset to express my gratitude and appreciation to the National Council on U.S.-Arab Relations and my dear friend, Dr. John and to, uh, Doc Anthony, for the very excellent organization and arrangement of this conference. Indeed, the National Council, since its establishment in 1983 under the April stewards of Dr. Anthony, has been able to enrich the relationship between our countries the Arab, in, the, in the Arab world and the United States with its noble educational mission and through its various programs, publications, conferences. So thank you very much. Excellencies, I come today with a heavy heart and uh, as much as I'm delighted to be among you today, I must say that I am saddened by how much things in my beloved country have uh, become worse than before since our last meeting here. I wish I can give you a happy story, one that deserves to be told to describe Yemen, a country known for its beauties and depth, uh, and depth in history, uh, a country which has uh, endured with centuries with a rich heritage, and a proud people, a country that was full of life and happiness that an ancient Greek uh, geography, geographer uh, couldn't, put, uh, couldn't but simply name her Habi Arabia. I'm afraid that the story I'm about, about to tell you is far from Habi. Nevertheless, as in, uh, in my nature, uh, I'm certainly still optimistic. Dear friends, in the United States during the last century, uh, and as Andrew Carnegie very eloquently put it, capitalism and its industries have turned luxury into necessities. And uh, as Americans strive uh, in their pursuit for, of happiness. In Yemen today, war and its eroticities have made the opposite uh, effect. They turned the necessities into luxuries. Uh, the issue, however, is not about availability of food uh, or an uh, leg uh, blocked as prototype in the media that made many people so vulnerable. Yemen is facing 
humanitarian crisis due to the conflict and the action of the Houthi Saleh forces, which left, which if uh, left under addressed, will exploit further uh, the, the dire situation on the ground. I remember a time several years ago in Yemen in 2011, when I was among those who took the street to protest the rule of a dict dictator during the early winds of the Arab Spring in pursue for a, a, a better future and dignified life. People back then wanted a change, and they made it. Within one year, Yemen was on the road becoming a true happy uh, story. We had a will, the will, we had the roadmap, and we had also the international community blessing and support. The GCC initiative was not perfect but it was the best outcome endorsed by the Yemenis in an open election in 2012. The initiatives made it possible for Yemenis, including youth, women, civil societies, representatives, and even the Houthis, to participate in a comprehensive national dialogue that yield outcomes capable of building a new Yemen. But when ousted dictator, who still had his network uh, consolidated by 33 years old of corrupted uh, regime, and an Iranian-supported uh, militia realized how much this genuine democratic process will deprive them from what they can achieve by force. They orchestrated a coup in September 2014 and took, and took Yemen hostage. The rest is history. Dear friends and colleagues, as Yemeni ambassador to the United States and also as the Secretary General of Yemeni National Dialogue Conference, I'm sometimes asked by, asked by many concerned friends of Yemen, why cannot we stop the war? Why not end the Arab coalition intervention? The truth of, uh, of this matter is, if you weren't for the Arab coalition intervention in March 2015, Yemen would have been in a much worse situation. The war in Yemen didn't begin in, 2000, in March 2015. And if the collusion stops today with no settlement, the war certainly will not, it may not, attract as much attention in the international media as it does today. But the suffering of my people, the Yemeni people, will nevertheless continue. The Houthis, even though participating in the national dialogue, have proven to be not uh, uh, inclined to accept a democratic process. Till this day, the Houthis continue to refuse to change to a political party. Their leader continues to believe that they, they have a divine right to rule and looks for the Iranian model as an inspiration. In one year alone, starting from December 2014, before the Arab coalition intervened. Many thousands of people were detained and killed, including activists and journalists by Houthis. Hundreds of residential houses belong to their opponents were demolished. And thousands of children were recruited into their war campaign. This atrocity continue to this day. The Houthis have been, have even started detain, detain, uh, detainee.
Journalist loyal to Saleh, their ally and partner, as the fraction between them intensifies. My dear, dear friends, there is no need for a military uh, a solution in Yemeni conflict. The ending, it is in the hands of the Houthis and their ally Saleh. Yemen is not complicated as Syria. And all the components of the solution are there based on the three agreed upon references for peace, the GCC initiatives, the NDC outcome, and the UN Security uh, Council Resolution 2216. On the other hand, in the other words, sorry, we have a solid ground that we can build on. The Houthis and Saleh need to realize this and know that there is no other way around it. And I know that the positive signal sent by the new U.S. strategy on Iran will make this possible. The Houthis and Saleh in the past have benefited and even misread the genuine efforts by the previous U.S. administration to end the war. The U.S. high-level meetings with the rebels had an, op uh, an opposite uh, uh, effect and fed the rebels' uh, illusion of power. That a political recognition in the future is possible if only would, uh, would could hang on a little bit longer. Or so goes their logic. The new U.S. approach in the region, however, may, makes clear that the U.S. will not allow, the Ira uh, allow Iran or its puppets to destabilize the region, uh, export terrorism and violence, uh, or threaten freedom of navigation in the Red Sea. The message is strong, and I'm sure we will see positive results in the next round of peace talks, which we look forward to attending. But the question now is, how we, how we, convince, how we convince the Houthis and Saleh to come back to the negotiation, negotiation table? I believe for that to happen, the UN Special Envoy Ismail with the Sheikh Ahmed, whom we fully support, has to start the conversation over three topics. One, initiating and maintaining a ceasefire. Two, resolving the Hodeida port and city issues. Three, reopening Sana'a International Airport. As for the first issues, the, the de-escalation uh, and coordination committee, which was uh, proposed by the UN and agreed uh, uh, by all parties, must be reactivated for any future ceasefire to, uh, to be sustainable. We know this, the UN knows this also, and the Houthis know this as well. We, as the Yemeni government, have been sent our delegates to this committee a long time ago, but we're still waiting for the Houthis to join us. Second, the UN envoy needs to push harder his last proposal on the city and port of Hodeida, which was accepted by our government and, uh, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, succeeded uh, not to have a military uh, uh, campaign in, in, in this area. The Houthis simply cannot be allowed to continue abusing Hodeida port. As for the third issues, the government has repeatedly stated that it, there is no, it has no obje objection uh, to reopening Sana'a airport, provided that the airport officials, uh, you know, uh, civil officials and personnel be allowed to go back to their jobs under the UN supervision. I hope the UN envoy will, uh, will succeed uh, uh, in this task ahead and call upon the international community to uh, you know, uh, make more pressure on the Houthis and their allies to hit 
the UN Security Council call uh, and come back to the negotiation table. Today, Yemen needs her friends and allies more than ever. Indeed, only hard times reveal true friends, and Yemen is a strategic friend to the United States. I appreciate you, you know, giving me this opportunity, and I hope uh, that next time my story will be uh, uh, with a happy ending. Thank you very much. Mr. Ambassador, would you take a few questions? Uh, among those that have uh, been uh, submitted um, are the views of the American Congress, or rather members of the United States Congress, uh, that know relatively little uh, about the dynamics of Yemen, uh, but are aware of um, a coalition uh, that has been formed to help support the objectives that you, you mentioned. And the one that the um, members of Congress seem to single out or emphasize the most is uh, the position and role of Saudi Arabia. Uh, more or less, uh, more so than uh, that of the United Arab Emirates in earlier Bahrain as well as uh, Qatar and even Sudan and uh, several other countries. So the first part of the question is position and role of Saudi Arabia. Can you please clarify it? Because uh, the media is uh, making a big issue out of this and here's a chance uh, to influence clearer, more accurate thinking and analysis of uh, Saudi Arabia's position and role and as a factor going forward, or also even uh, until now in your civil war. Thank you very much. You know, unfortunately, you know, uh, the way that the media here, they covered the war in Yemen as it is between Yemen and the Saudi Arabia and it is, as it is between rich country, which is Saudi Arabia, and poor country, uh, which, is, which is Yemen. Uh, as I mentioned in my speech that the war started, uh, actually, the, when the Houthis occupied the, the, the capital, and before that, when they attacked uh, you know, Amran, that it was in uh, early 2014. The, the, the Saudi campaign, or the Arab coalition campaign, led by Saudi Arabia, started in March, on 26th March 2015, more than eight months, uh, you know, uh, after the Houthis, you know, uh, uh, you know, attack and you know, uh, occupied uh, uh, the capital, uh, uh, and the Saudis respond uh, to, to 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 the you know, gover you know, legitimate government Bella and President Hadi sent. Uh, you know, uh, letter to his, you know, brothers, the, 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 the leader of the GCC uh, states, uh, you know, to help Yemen. And we, and we, you know, we didn't choose at all the, the, uh, the war, the military solution. We spent all, we, we, you know, we did all our best, you know, to avoid this war. You know, we, uh, we spent more than two years in uh, heavy, uh, dialogue, you know, uh, we invited the Houthis, Saleh, 
and even they were overrepresented in the, in the national dialogue, and we did our best just to avoid this war. But then, you know, when the Houthis, you know, uh, Saleh, uh, uh, you know, decided to, 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 to you know, uh, to break all the, all the political process, the only option that we have is to defend our, uh, you know, democracy and our state, and we, you know, uh, we depends on our brother in the region, especially the, uh, uh, you know, uh, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Because Saleh, he used all his, you know, networks and also the army that he built during the 33 years based on, uh, uh, you know, regional uh, and tribal, uh, you know, bases, uh, you know, uh, uh, against the republic and against his people. So, so I think this is one of the corrections that we have to make all the times and, you know, the clarification that we have to make all the times just to describe that, the, you know, the conflict in Yemen is not between Yemen and Saudi Arabia. Uh, you know, most of, the, most of those who are, you know, uh, uh, fighting on the ground are Yemenis. You know, uh, from from the entire Yemen, from all over the country, it's not a war between south, south or, or uh, and north. It's not a war between Sunni and Shi'i. We don't have that at, at all. It's not between Shafi'i and Zaydis. Uh, you know, it, it, it's between the legitimate government and its national army, and the rebels. You know, and the militias backed by 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 Iran. Militias, you know. Uh, uh, repeating in the, every day, death to America, death to Israel, course to, uh, to the Jew, victory to Islam. And they are educating our kids now. Now new generation, you know, they recently they changed, they made radical change in our curriculum. So, uh, and they invented all this new ideology to our, uh, you know, education system. So I think if the, if, if the West, if the United States doesn't understand these issues, I think we all will face, uh, you know, more complicated, uh, you know, crisis and problem in the near future. Thank you, Mr. Ambassador. Uh, another one is um, with and without regard to what you mentioned, that the issues are not between Sunni Islam and Shia Islam. Uh, we accept that. Can you come at it from a, a different perspective? And that is Hezbollah, uh, rooted in Lebanon, um, and having an enormous uh, influence and power in the government and the political system of Lebanon, has been can you comment on the degree to which it has been delegated by Tehran uh, to play uh, an intrusive, supportive role uh, backing the Houthis uh, and uh, to a degree Ali Abdullah Saleh? They bring the advantage of having Arabic, uh, not that many Iranians do not also speak Arabic, but not to any West the same degree per capita. And if you could explain to the audience the concept of, and I'll try to enunciate it slowly, Vilayat Faki. It is associated with what uh, the Ayatollah Ruhollah Khomeini introduced uh, in Iran after the Shah hit the fan in uh, 1979 in Iran. 
and uh, not even all Shia in Iran uh, embrace this concept. And assuming that even fewer who embrace it in Yemen, can you um, come at the issue somewhat differently? Because Ali Abdullah Saleh is Shia, the Houthis are Shia, uh, many Yemenis are Shia, uh, but you're, you're right. That's not as big an issue as the media makes it out to be. And I speak from the vantage point of having been uh, the only American official observer for all of Yemen's elections for president and parliament from uh, 1993, 97, 2000, 2006, etc. Sorry for the long-winded question, but uh, many aspects of Yemen are complicated and they cannot be dealt with superficially with sound bites. Uh, thank you very much again, uh, Dr. Antonio. I think, first, I think we didn't use Sunni Shia in Yemen, you know, so we describe ourselves as, uh, you know, Zaydi and Shafi'i. Uh, uh, and again, it's not uh, uh, between Zaydi and Shafi'i, uh, you know, uh, majority of our uh, national, uh, you know, or, or you know, uh, big portion of our national uh, army who are fighting now, the Houthis, are uh, Zaydis. Uh, you know, I heard many times that, you know, because of, the, of this conflict, uh, Iran uh, got the chance to have more influence in Yemen. As it was, you know, as before this, this, this conflict, uh, the Iranian uh, wasn't in Yemen and they didn't have any hands, uh, you know, uh, or fingers in, in, in the crisis in Yemen. And just I want to mention to, you know, uh, the Jihan 1 and Jihan 2 uh, ships, which has been, you know, uh, uh, reported by the UN, uh, you know, the, 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 the Yemeni authorities, and it was full with weapons from, from, uh, from Iran. Uh, 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 and that it was, you know, uh, recorded in the most of the uh, UN uh, reports. Uh, many of Hezbollah elements, uh, you know, uh, when I served as a uh, security, uh, as a chief of staff for, for president uh, office, personally, I received a letter from uh, Hassan Nasrullah uh, asking us to release some of the detainees because, uh, and, and, and he uh, admitted this is a mistake, will not be repeating. So, uh, uh, and he asked us to release this, uh, those, uh, those detainees. And uh, now we have a lot of, of proof, and uh, you know, there are many reports uh, and uh, records, films uh, about you know, uh, uh, the presence of many Hezbollah elements and uh, you know, the uh, Revolutionary Guard, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. Uh, you know, uh, training uh, Yemenis, uh, Houthis, in, uh, and uh, uh, some elements in in uh, in, uh, in Yemen. Uh, a lot of, of reports, uh, you know, of that the Iranian they they uh, you know they uh, delegate Hezbollah to handle the Yemeni issues in behalf of the Iranian. And I think there is a real attempt to, to, uh, to, to have uh, uh, a version of Hezbollah in, in, in Yemen. I think this is, this is, this is the, uh, the vision of Iran, to have uh, Houthis in, 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 uh, in Yemen. And I'm happy uh, 
that in in the, the in the new uh, uh, you know strategy towards Iran uh, uh, you know announced by this administration, they describe that they will not allow Iran and their puppets in Yemen, which is uh, Houthis, uh, to benefit it from from uh, from that. Just give you an example about how they how they you know uh, uh, they were you know the influence of the Iranian. You know that now in Yemen now we have. Uh, uh, what they call the unity government, which is, uh, you know, uh, consisted between, you know, uh, two groups, Saleh and Houthis. But above that, we have what they called uh, the, the Supreme uh, Revolutionary uh, Committee. And this committee, uh, it's, uh, you know, associated with the spiritual leader, you know, uh, Abdul Malik al-Houthi. And it's something similar to Wilayat al-Faqih, which, which you just described. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, actually, they are trying to, to uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, the, to follow the Iranian model as an uh, inspiration for you know uh, to them in in, in in Yemen. This is clear for most of the Yemenis, and they are, and I think this is one of the main reasons bec uh, why most of the Yemenis are you know uh, rejecting the Houthi uh, you know uh, ideology. Okay, Mr. Ambassador, to, um, you've opened uh, ears and eyes. Uh, to some of the complexities of Yemen. We have a lot of other questions, but uh, for reasons of logistics and operational dynamics, uh, unable to ask them now. Uh, but you, he, he's very accessible, affable, amenable uh, to anybody coming up uh, and asking him any questions uh, there. He doesn't stand on ceremony or pretense. This is one of the delightful aspects of the people of Yemen. Uh, please join me in thanking the ambassador yeah, thank of Yemen. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr.